Well, Father God, we just thank you tonight for truth, impartations, and revelation into our spirit, man. Father, that we would see things that we haven't seen before, that we would see things the way you see them, Father, that we would see ourselves as you see us, and that we would see our circumstances as you see them from heaven. We thank you, Father God, for lives changed today that they'll leave tonight not the same as they came in. Because when we experience and encounter your presence, we should be changed. And we thank you that you are here by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I wanted to read this little thing that I saw today um, on Facebook. Um, and it's actually Jim Hockaday. How many people know Jim Hockaday? And I read it. It was really quick. It was just a notification. It wasn't even on there much at all. But I saw this and I knew it was just a divine thing for me to see it because it completely, totally goes with what the Lord has me to share tonight. I was like, well, I want to share that. (laughs) So this is what he said. He said, if you were to keep track of your week and look honestly at the time and value you either give to the world and the flesh or to God, what would be the overwhelming percentage If the tangibility of the world, your flesh, your house, family, job, etc., is more tangible than God, then you are not getting the point. Isn't that good? Believe it or not, it's going to tie in. And yes, um, I know it's a healing meeting. I haven't forgotten. (laughs) It's all going to flow, I promise. (laughs) It'll all work in. So since it's a healing meeting... Guess where I'm going to go first? We're going to go to Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. How many of you have heard this scripture before? How many of you read it? How many could probably quote it? (laughs) Well, we're going to say it anyway. How's that? We'll read it anyway. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Let's flip over to, guess where? 1 Peter 2.24. These are good remembrance scriptures, aren't they? Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Finish the rest. By whose stripes you... Were healed. Okay, how many of us have quoted that before and heard that? Right, raise your hands really big. Okay, I want interaction. <laughs> well, I, I have a question. If his, you know, if by his stripes we were healed, and that's what his word says, we believe it. We agree. Amen. His word is truth. Then why are there precious 
born-again believers dying of sickness, in pain, a discomfort, disease, sleepless nights, anxiety. Come on now. Actually, some of you in this very room may be going through something that I just mentioned. Well, I believe that there is a revelation and a truth that we, as the body of Christ, are sorely lacking. And the Holy Spirit, I'm going to yield to him tonight, and we're going to hear what he has to say about that. Amen? And any, if any of those situations are affecting your world and your, you know, their circumstances in your life and they're affecting your world, they cannot leave a part of you tonight. And, and, and I mean that. It's absolute. There's, there's no question. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Amen? And you're going to agree with me just as strongly. <laughs> Amen. I believe that we all, um, the, the, one of the reasons that, and, and you got to hear me out, don't throw things at me, you know, when I say this, um, one of the reasons why we have people in the body of Christ that are, you know, suffering of these things and have sickness and disease and pain and discomfort and all these things that I listed and, and so many of the body of Christ are, you know, trying to get their healing you know, and many of them believe that the scripture we just read, that Jesus, by his stripes, we were healed. If we were, then we are. But then they say, but why am I suffering with these symptoms? And I honestly believe that the reason this is, is because of our mindset. Now hear me out before you start going, oh, Melody's preaching works and legalism and, you know. Just hear me out. Because honestly, um, the only limitation that God has in our lives because of what he did through Jesus, the only limitation he has is between our ears. Seriously. You know, how many have heard that the mind is a battlefield? You heard that? Well, if, if we really look at it and we kind of look at that a little bit deeper, um, basically what we're saying is the mind is where the battle is won, right? Whether it's for this battle of the spirit or the battle of the flesh, right? So it's, it's like our mind is this scale that tips it one way or the other. Are you with me? Okay. <laughs> so in other words, if I agree with the spirit then I have one in the spirit, right? If I agree with the flesh, or we could say circumstances, right? Then that has won, right? Now people are going to say, well, uh, whoa, 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 Melody. <laughs> you know, um, Satan is defeated, And we have all the victory. I agree. Amen. We do. And he took all of our sins. All the sins of the world. 
but they still have to uh, to uh, affiliate that salvation into their lives, right? They have to activate that into their lives. We have to activate healing, right? Well, this is, I don't know about you, but I'm just preaching myself happy on what I'm getting ready to get into because the Lord showed me this and I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. And I, so if it's good for you, I want you to go, ooh, you know, something, okay? When I, when I get there, give me a chance. Hold on, hold on. Um, so how many of you would agree that the way of the flesh is the way of the world, which is the way of what? The kingdom of darkness, correct? And how many of you would agree that the way of the spirit is the way of the kingdom of God and God's ways of doing things? Would you agree with that? Okay. So whichever way my mind agrees is which kingdom I'm yielding to. Come on. Okay. Right? Okay. So if I agree with the spirit, the spirit wins. If I agree with the flesh, the flesh wins. Or I'm literally agreeing with God and his way of doing things. Or I'm agreeing with Satan and his way of doing things. Is that right? Would you agree with me? Okay. So if it is true that Satan is defeated and we have the victory through Christ, then why are the born again believers not walking in that victory? Right? They have agreed in their mind with circumstances or symptoms, and so then the kingdom of darkness actually affects their life, which it shouldn't be so, but it does, right? Now, this is not, hang in there again, say, Melody, I love you, with the love of the Lord. Because this is not condemnation, people, and this is not works. This is our Father loving us so much that he will bring us his word and reveal truth to us so that circumstances can change in our lives and we can activate heaven and the kingdom of God in our lives the way it should be. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, I have a question. If, um, you know, I asked you, I said, if, if, you know, we know, we understand by the scriptures that Satan's defeated, we have the victory. So let, let's go back to in the Garden of Eden. Let's go back to that day. And here's Eve. La, 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 la. And, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll give you some, I'm going to give you some scripture references real quick. But I want to say something. In the Garden of Eden, when Satan came to Eve... He had been kicked out of heaven, correct? Yes, yes. He had no authority. Right. Who had the authority been given to? Yes. Adam. Man. He placed man in the garden, gave him all the trees, all the plants to eat, everything that he'd ever need for life. And not only did he give him everything that he'd need, he gave him dominion and rule and authority. Right? Okay. So here comes 
defeated Satan, kicked out of heaven Satan, no longer anointed cherub, correct? What did he have? Did he have any authority? Does he have authority today? Then how did how did he win that day? He got Eve to agree with him. That's all he had. It's the only tool he had. And it's the same strategy he uses today with you and with me. He just needs you to agree with him. Now how do we how do we do that? Thank you. <laughs> how do we agree with him? Oh, holy, that hurts. Oh, come on. Come on. Amen. We agree with our mouth. We agree in our thinking. Because we start lining up our thinking with the circumstances and with the symptoms and the situation. And then when we agree, which kingdom has rule in our life? Huh? Well, now I know it's good. <laughs> Genesis one twenty six through 30. Um, you can go there if you want, but... Let's see. I guess we'll go real quick because I just want to. This is just scriptures that basically back up what I was just saying. 1, 26 through 30. Excuse me. Then God said, let us make a man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have. What's that word? Dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Wow, that's a lot. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have... Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that makes, that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, And to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food and it was so. Wow. And we've all heard this, right? Okay. In the expanded version of the Bible, I love this, of verse 28. It actually says, fill the earth... And be its master. Subdue it. Rule. And have dominion. 
So here's God, and he, he made man in his image, and he put him in the garden. Are you seeing this picture with me? And he gave him dominion. Now I looked up that word. It means the power or right of governing and controlling. Sovereign authority, rule, control, and domination. Woo! Now that's what we, as, as man, when he created us in his image, that's what he gave us in the, in the garden. Amen? Amen? So let's go real quick. Genesis 2, 8 through 9. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, you following me? Let's go to verses 16, verse 16 through 18. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Which basically was saying, you can eat of every tree except this one. Right? For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. We all know he he meant spiritual. Spiritual death. Separation from God. Right? Okay. And let's flip really, if you can, with me. Um, if, if you want to just listen, that's fine. <laughs> Isaiah fourteen twelve. <clears throat> how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. So we see he's fallen out of heaven, Right? Now go back to Genesis with me, and I'm flipping back and forth here. I've got purpose in this. Um, Chapter 3, 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Every tree? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but except for the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Really? For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Was he lying? So when the woman saw that tree, that the tree was good for food. Okay, here we go. Right here. She started what? Agreeing with him. Right? Right here. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food... That it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. 
We all know that story, right? So we see here that the way he gained control of the world and became God of this world is he got God's creation man to agree with him. And then now, all of a sudden, now he has the authority he didn't have when he walked into the garden or slid or slithered or whatever. (laughs) Right? So did did he cast a spell on Eve? No. (laughs) Did he use sorcery magic? I I mean, is this revelation to you? It was to me. Seriously. Because he is defeated. We have the victory in Christ. Amen. We just can't agree with him. Huh? Amen. (laughs) So, would you um, agree with me? That this is how many of the body of Christ today, sadly, you know, suffer from things we shouldn't be suffering from. Amen? Amen. Why is this? How do we keep from agreeing with him so easily? Are you earthly minded? Or are you heavenly minded? I'm going to ask you again. Are you earthly minded? Or are you heavenly minded? You say, well, Melanie, we live in the earth. You know, we got world stuff going on around us. Yeah, but to be kingdom minded is to be heaven minded, right? Amen. Amen. So let's go to Colossians 3, my favorite. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Praise God. Gain in revelation tonight. Amen. Amen. Start in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ. How many in here were raised with Christ? Amen. So if you were, so that's me, is that you? Raised with Christ, seek those things which are where? Are above where Christ is seating at the right hand of God. Set your mind. Hmm. I wonder why he said mind. Huh? You getting this? Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things in the earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things in the earth. (laughs) Say it with me. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Let that get deep down. You know, Let let it make home. Let it start abiding in there. 
Because I, I think we're, we lack the revelation of this right here. Because when you walk out of here, you've got everyday life. And you got whatever's going on in your family, and you got whatever's going on in your finances, and you got whatever's been going on with your body, and you got whatever's going on at the job, and you got whatever's going on. You get the picture. Right? But there must be a way to live in the earth as his children, as citizens of the kingdom. And not be affected by the things of the earth. But to actually activate the way things are in heaven into our life. Huh? Amen? Amen. I mean, why would he tell us? You know, I I heard this minister one time and um, he, he quoted this scripture and he actually said, Now... God's not telling you to look to heaven, you know, all the time. And just be thinking about heaven and, you know, one day I'm going to go to heaven and, and everything is going to be good. And that's true. But I don't think God is telling us to float around like zombies, you know, on the, while we're living here on the earth. And to be looking to heaven and it not activate our lives here. Amen. For it not to affect our lives here on the earth. You hear me? He meant that. He meant when he said, set your mind on things above on the, and not on things on the earth, he meant it. I believe that is a key to supernatural kingdom living. And I'm going to tell you why. I love the expanded version of this scripture. And I need to just listen, okay? Therefore, since you were raised from the dead, raised with Christ, aim at, aspire to, seek after, focus on what is in heaven. The things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about set your minds on fix your thoughts on the things in heaven not the things on the earth for your old sinful self has died and your new life is kept hidden with Christ in God amen remember that scale huh remember that scale is from the mind is like a scale that Makes you go one way or the other. You know? The reason we tend to tip towards the way of the flesh and the way of the world so easily is because we don't have our minds set on things in heaven. That's right. Yeah. Huh? That's right. Amen. Whatever we give attention to is what influences us the most. Ooh. Mm, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Whatever we give attention to is what influences us the most. What you set your mind on is what you activate in your life. Either way, 
right? So I ask you again, are you earthly minded? Are you an earthly minded Christian? Or are you heaven minded, a heaven minded child of God? Now, now here's where I, this is where it's going to switch on us. And it's been good, but this is where it gets really good. <laughs> Amen? And I might skip some stuff because I, I just want to get it all tonight that we need to that's important. Amen? Um, you know, when, when I travel and, and how many here have heard my testimony? Okay, let, let me do it this way. How many of you have not heard my testimony? Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, I, I, you know, I travel all over. This is now my home. And, um, and I travel and I share the message the Lord um, gave me 10 years ago uh, when I had, I was actually diagnosed with cancer, stage 4 cancer in the bloodstream. And they gave me um, just months to live. And obviously, I, healing was manifested in my body. Amen. Um, but I know, I have a revelation on this that, well, let me say this. I had, basically, the Lord took me to heaven. And he walked with me through heaven. And we had conversations. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I did not have to go there to receive healing in my body. You know, for it to be manifested in my body. I know that. I know that healing being manifested in my body was just so that I could finish what he wants me to do on the earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what I didn't understand until just recently is why he took me to heaven. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just being honest with you. And just recently he showed me. He showed me why. He took me to heaven for you. He did. Because there needs to be a move in the body of Christ of people becoming heavenly minded. Of looking to things above and not to things on the earth. And I noticed, I realized how little of me is involved in this. Really. Because I will just start talking about heaven when I go to places. I talk about Jesus and what he looked like and the love that not just exuded from him, but, but is him and literally consumes all of heaven. And that you don't, don't just feel it, you see it. And his eyes are just deep, like they just go on forever. And they just envelop you, his love. And the glory of God that you can see in the atmosphere. And you can see worship in the atmosphere. And there's life in everything. Everywhere. I joke because I say, you know, when I see trees here on earth, I have to remind myself they're alive. But it's true. Because there's so the life. The life in everything. There's literally life moving up 
the trunks of the trees and out the branches and the branches wave and worship the Lord and the the flowers literally the petals move and up against each other and sing holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty they sing there's worship everywhere all the time in heaven it's a it's a place of the most intense peace 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 is where everything is made whole. Amen. Peace and joy. I mean, joy. I actually swam through the, the river of life, and, and it's like his, his life and joy just started consuming me, moving up and up and up and up. And I just, I mean, like I couldn't even handle it anymore, and I jumped out of the water and yelled and shouted and just laughed uncontrollably. And when I did, I realized he's on the shore with his hands on his knees laughing with me, laughing. And there's so many other things I can share, but I, I did this for a reason. What happened to you just then? I have people come up to me and they say, Melody, when you start sharing about heaven, it's like I'm there. It's like I can see him. It's like I can see heaven. I, I feel heaven. Because heaven's very real. The things of the Spirit are more real than the things that we can see. And so he showed me the reason I took you to heaven was so that when you just spoke the truth about me and heaven, I could get their eyes on things above. Huh. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Isn't he awesome? I mean, really, you have to think about that. Isn't that awesome? He loves you so much. Amen. Glory to God. And so I believe that, you know, has everybody heard this, you know, that there's a move of God coming? That is greater than any move you've ever seen. Has anybody heard that? And it's true. But it's already started. And it's not, it doesn't look the way everybody thinks it's going to look. Because because honestly, this is it. This is the beginning of it. It's the king getting the attention of his citizens of his kingdom up. Up. Because it is time that we, as the body of Christ, don't look like the world. That we don't talk like the world. That we don't react like the world or respond like the world. Amen. Somebody cuts in front of you and, you know, you're driving down the road in traffic. They go, ooh, what comes out of your mouth? Come on. Somebody did something and it hurt your feelings. And what do you do? You run over here to a friend and you tell them all about it so that they can soothe you and make you feel better. Hear me in love. Hear me, hear me in love. 
Seriously, though, our responses should be heavenly responses. And our reactions should be heavenly reactions. What am I talking about? I'm talking about seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things being added unto you. Because we're not waiting on this move. The move is waiting on us. That's right. Amen. And where it starts, it starts in our own personal life. Amen. The kingdom of God is simply the king's dominion. Well, when I became born again and received Jesus as my savior and applied his blood to my life, I was transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So now his kingdom is inside of me. So do you hear me? His kingdom is inside of me. So you, it's like a glass or a bottle of water. That bottle of water over there. Where the bottle and his kingdom's water. And we can give anybody a drink anytime they need it. Amen. But how do we stay full? Huh? We stay full in the spirit and we stay heavenly minded. How many of you know the realm of the spirit is the realm of the kingdom anyway? Right? Amen. Anybody getting this? (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Let me say this. When the kingdom of God comes to dwell inside of us, when we are transformed out of the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom, the the kingdom of God is his territory, his sphere of influence, and that's me. Amen? But this world is not his kingdom. You hearing me? So here I am. I'm not of this world. I'm just in this world. And am I meant to just pass through this world? No. I am here as a disciple of Christ, carrying his very kingdom around on the inside of me. You following me? And I am an ambassador in a foreign land. And the ways of my kingdom is what affects my life as long as I stay focused on my kingdom. But if I all of a sudden start kind of settling in, acting like everybody else in this kingdom that I'm not even a part of, and, and when people see me, they, I don't look like a foreigner anymore. How many of you know we need to look like foreigners? Amen. 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 And I know this is a a healing meeting. Stick with me. When I am born again, I am literally born of God. I am born of the kingdom of heaven. 
So we're either born of the kingdom of heaven or born of the kingdom of darkness. Right? So when I am born again and I am translated, transformed from that kingdom to the kingdom of his dear son, then I literally have the spiritual DNA. You have to see this flowing on the inside of you. That causes impossibilities to bow at the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power and yeah. signs and wonders and miracles. Yeah. And it's in me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Are you getting this? Yeah. John G. Lake. Um, I don't have my husband here to make sure I'm saying this right. But anyway, I believe it was John G. Lake. Um, he is back in the brush somewhere um, back in the day. And they actually put the like the plague or something. Does anybody know the story? They, they put it on his they, they told He told them to put it on his hand. And they said, oh, Brother Laker. He said, no. He was, he was so aware of the life of Christ in him. So aware of the spiritual DNA of God. But he said, put it on me. And they put his hand under a microscope and they watched the disease die. Now listen. I'm just preaching myself happy. Listen, are you getting this? So, okay. So why, how do we allow Pain and sickness and disease. I want to just paint this little... I'm a picture person. Anybody here a picture person? Okay. So here's the devil. And he he walks up to one of his little demons, you know. And he says, "Um, I want you to go over to Melody. And I want you to put stage four cancer on her today. So he runs over to me. And he puts symptoms of... Now, how many know he can't put the disease? (laughs) He puts the symptom. Amen. And the moment that we agree with him, just like Eve did, then all of a sudden the symptom becomes the disease. Did you hear that? Did you get that? But if we set our, our... mind on the things of heaven and we get a revelation that we are walking kingdom of God walking spiritual DNA that causes impossibilities to bow then when Satan runs over and tries to put something on you he squeals and squeeches and runs away Because you look at him, you go, I don't think so. (laughs) Huh? You getting this? Well, I have one more scripture to put with what we've been talking about. Matthew 16, 19. 
Oh, this was so good. (laughs) How many of you know, I'm just, you know, you just, God shows you stuff and just blesses your socks off, you know? I mean, I just, he's so good. Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What do keys do? They open something. So he's giving you the key to open the kingdom of heaven in your life. Amen. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How many of you have heard that scripture? I have a confession to make. I have heard this scripture and heard this scripture and heard this scripture and I missed it. I missed it. And the Lord took me to this scripture. And so, you know, my husband, he's a teacher. I mean, he's more of a teacher. Well, I need to quit saying that. He's a teacher. And in my opinion, he's been better than me, you know. And because I've been more up till now, I've been more of an exhorter, you know, that kind of thing, you know, operate that way. But the Lord took me to the scripture and he literally, I mean, by the spirit of God, had me study this thing out. I just don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm just being honest. And so I got all these, you know, got on BibleGateway.com. And I pulled up all these different versions, you know, and I pull them up so they're all next to each other. And I start reading the scripture. And guess what? I found out. (laughs) This is crazy. Are you ready for this? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, in the New King James Version, okay, it says the same thing. Okay, that, I mean, I just actually just read the New King James Version, but it's basically the same as the King James Version, okay? But down in the footnotes, on the bottom, it said, will be loosed in heaven, is translated, will have been bound, will have been loosed. Past tense. Huh. Are you getting this? Okay, so then I look at the Amplified, and this is what it says. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. Wow! I looked at I was like, What? Wait, what? So then I went over to the expanded. I'm really starting to like this expanded, if you can tell. And I read it, and it says the same thing. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys to open the kingdom for us, right? The things and whatever you don't allow, forbid, Bind on earth will be the things that God does not allow, forbidden, bound in heaven. And the things, whatever you allow or permit or loose 
on earth will be the things that God allows, permitted, and loosed in heaven. Woo! Is there sickness in heaven? It is forbidden. So you mean to tell me that because I'm a born again believer, translated into the kingdom of his dear son, I have the DNA of the kingdom in me that makes impossibilities bow at the name. You mean to tell me that all I have to do because life is in the power of the tongue, life or death. All I have to do is declare something bound and forbidden in my life because it's bound and forbidden in heaven. All I have to do is loose and allow Whatever it is in my life because it's loosed and allowed in heaven? Are you seeing these two scriptures come together? This is why he wants us to look to things above. This is why he wants us to look at the things in heaven. So that we activate heaven on earth in our lives with the authority that he's given us through Jesus Christ. I lose peace in my life in the name of Jesus. I lose health, divine health in my life in the name of Jesus. Oh, here's a good one. Is there any lack in heaven? No. <laughs> Come on now. Does this have anything to do with you being perfect? No. People. Jesus, he he reached down when we were walking in heaven. He reached down on the streets of gold. We were walking and there's like this dusty haze that just swarms above the streets of gold and swirls around. And when you walk, it just moves around your feet. And he bent down and he scooped it up and it just streamed from his fingers. And he looked at me and he said, my people live way below their means. I have to be honest. I didn't know what that meant. I saw it was very obvious to me that in heaven, there's no lack. There was gold everywhere. But then when we're here on the earth and we, we forget so quickly that we're not of this earth, we, we forget so quickly that we're ambassadors of the kingdom of God and that we're, to be, that we're foreigners in this land here for a purpose. And, and we settle in to the way things happen around here. And we talk the way they talk. And a bill comes. Or an ape comes. Or the doctor says, you got something. Hello? Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Whatsoever you allow 
Whatsoever he allows and permits in heaven, you can just declare it and it's permitted in your life. Whatsoever is not allowed and not permitted in heaven, you declare it. Come on now. Woo. I mean, seriously. And you know what happens when we get a body of Christ, a kingdom A bunch of citizens starting to walk like this. Guess what's going to happen? This move that everybody's been waiting on. Because let me tell you something. I'm getting this whether you are or not. (laughs) I I said, God, I told him. I said, Lord, I, I want to be so full of you. That even my shadow causes someone to be healed. Well, why not? I have the very spiritual DNA on the side of inside of me that causes impossibilities to bow at the name of Jesus. I'm a walking carrier of the kingdom. As he is, so am I in this world. And if anything even comes near me, it's healed. It's whole. Glory to God. You know what happens is when the kingdom of God is preached, when his kingdom is preached, healings and miracles take place. I can almost guarantee you that without even realizing it, while you've been listening to me, all of a sudden something you walked in here with is not with you no more. That's right. That's right. If you had a pain, it's gone. That's good. Amen. Who can say that? Who can say that right now? Amen. Right over here, over here, over here. This is the kingdom of God, people. Amen. Now I have a really tricky question. Is there divine healing in heaven? Because there's no sickness. So what is divine healing for? For who? For the non-believers. For the non-believers. You know what I'm supposed to lose in my life that's in heaven? Divine health. Uh-huh. You getting this? Glory to God. Sometimes you just want to let it just kind of soak in there, you know? This is life-changing stuff. It's changed my life. It's changed my life. There is not anyone in this room that is any less important or any more important than me. There's not anybody in this room that God loves more or less than me. There's not anybody in this room that carries any less of the things of God in them than me. 
Amen. Amen. So we're going to do something. Because <laughs> I could lay hands on you, but I, I just, God is trying to get a revelation in this church, people. Yeah. You can lay hands on you. That's right. You have the spiritual DNA inside of you that makes things die. Screech and squeal and run away. Amen. 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 Everybody stand up. Glory to God.